Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning, everyone. I am Heather Caro. And I am Emily Liedem. Emily Liedem. In the house. In the house. (laughs) Folks, we are broadcasting live this morning from the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House. So you're literally in the house. In the house. We're uh, no pun intended. That was really cool. Look how I set us up there. That was totally cool. (laughs) But we're in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. If you're not familiar with the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House, and this is Emily's first time joining me as a co-host. You've been on our show several times, so people might be familiar with your voice. But real quick, tell people what it is you do for a living. Yes, thanks so much for letting me join you this morning. My name is Emily Liedem. I'm the Director of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life for the Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls here in South Dakota. Uh, And yeah, I've gotten to be on several different times talking about a myriad of topics, but today I get to do all the asking of questions, which really, I have more questions than answers. I know. So this is going to be perfect for me. Yeah, you're a lot like me. It's like, I want to know more answers. Just... Let me sit here and ask you questions. Amen. So Amen. we're going to make a good partner partnership here. But before we get too far, folks, we're going to start our morning with prayer. And Emily said she would lead it this morning. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for the beauty of this day, the great gift that it is to serve you in the various places that we serve you, to encounter you in all of the places that we encounter you. We entrust our day to you. We entrust this morning to you wherever we might find ourselves on the way to work, starting out our day, taking care of kiddos, wherever we are, Lord, we pray that you just bless us abundantly and bring us ever closer into your most sacred heart today and always. In your holy name we pray, amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. What a gift you have. That is not something I do well. Impromptu prayer like that. I had to get comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, like I think, and I think I'm more of an extrovert anyway, so I tend to think out loud. Uh, my <laughs> husband and I always laugh about it because, like, we'll start a conversation, and by the end of the conversation, it's like, wow, I just learned incredible things that I said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because I'm an external processor. So, uh, yeah, so I think that the spontaneous prayer has kind of been something that I've just, that I've grown in, but also that like has been really a huge gift to me to be able to speak out loud. I tend to speak, I tend to do better in prayer if I can speak out loud. Really? So I'm that awkward person in the church that's talking out loud and everybody no, I'm just everybody's like... <laughs> Emily's yelling to, from the back try, of yeah. the church. Oh, Jesus, I just need a little more. <laughs> well, folks, we have an exciting morning planned for you today on Real Presence Live. Like I said, we're broadcasting from the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House. We're going to head on up to Fargo and Aaron is going to let us know what our lineup looks like today. Thank you very much, Heather. Speaking of little kiddos, we're actually going to have somebody talk about the pro-life across America. And I know that I'm jumping to the very end of the show, but uh, Marianne Kaharski is going to be talking about the pro-life across America being at the University of Mary on October 24th. Taking us to the top of the show, we've got Steve Splonskowski, the Executive Director of Real Presence Radio, to give us an update on the live drive and give us some results on how things have been going and um, you know we'll hear more about that 
We'll also have Dr. Chris Bergwald on for Straight Talk from 9.30 to 10 a.m. Central. Get those questions ready. If if there's anything on your heart you really want to ask him, feel free, 9.30 to 10 a.m. Central. Then we'll also be honoring our fathers, our spiritual fathers, during the top of the second hour. We'll be talking with Melinda North to talk about the Catholic Family Sharing Appeal and how it supports seminarian priest education and so many good things around the Diocese of Sioux Falls. We'll take the 10-minute tour of local events. Madeline Shields will be here to talk about the Bishop Dudley House, her role here at the Hospitality House, and again, Marianne Kaharski to talk about Pro-Life Across America coming to the University of Marion Bismarck. All this right here on Real Presence Live. Right back to you, Heather. All right. Thanks, Aaron, for that update. And we've got a lot ahead of us, Emily. I'm excited about it. Are you? Yeah, I'm especially excited. I mean, I, I love Melinda and Chris, so I'm excited to have some time with them to kind of That's just... That's not what you were saying right before we went live. <laughs> Heather, <laughs> what happened to what happens off air? I know I'm a first timer, but come on. <laughs> Bergwald again. Again. No, I'm very excited about that. I'm also excited for the pro-life across america conversation and i have not yet met madeline from the dudley house so i'm excited to actually get to meet her she just started what she just started like last week two weeks ago yeah really we'll ask her yeah because we were just broadcasting over from the banquet where she used to be where she used to be yeah and now it's like we're having her on again but completely in a whole different different vision yeah 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 i love it i love it well folks our first guest this morning is steve bonskowski if i can murder that i would you would murder me if you could no your name i just murdered it (laughs) and 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 steve i murdered it on the first steve so you are the executive director of real presence radio thank you for joining us this morning you're welcome glad to be here with you heather and emily welcome emily to the rpr network glad to have you thank you so much steve (laughs) i feel like suddenly i'm very nervous i got to make sure that i've got my Oh, no. My game face on for this convo. Well, he's good stuff. All right. It's I believe right. you. Nice to meet you, Steve. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing either, Emily, so we're okay, in good. Okay, good. Uh, we're, we're, in, we're in good company. This will be an interesting interview because I also am one with more uh, questions than answers. But, uh. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'm scared now. But So we had, for those of the listeners that were paying attention last week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 7 to 7, we were broadcasting our live drive, and it's something we get to do do twice a year um exactly what does the live drive what is its goal what is its purpose steve well so uh, obviously to us uh, to run this network of uh, 25 signals radio signals we have to have the funds to do that and of course we don't really like to focus on fundraising that much we would prefer to talk about uh the gospel message and evangelization and the wonderful things the lord is doing in our lives uh, but once in a while we do have to step away and ask for people to support that work so that we can reach souls um of out there out there people listening and even potential listeners who aren't quite yet listening but could um and so we step away twice a year for our live drive once in may and once in september to ask for funds um but of course we also try to like to we like to have a lot of fun honest Mm -hmm. at real presence radio because being catholic being christian loving the lord is actually very joyful not always fun necessarily but it's always joyful there's always a peace in it so we make our live drives enjoyable by having interviews and so we had three days of interviews we're on the air for 36 hours live Mm -hmm. um, for 36 hours across the whole network um, just a lot of joy, a lot of peace, and uh, and just getting together and saying, hey, here's why 
here's why we do this and here's why we need your help and uh and here's how we need why we need your support and so we did that um last week and we had a lot of a lot of activity uh, i think we had about 1100 participants wow. um in the drive which is a very good number and uh so it was it was a good week what did you think, Heather? You were, you were you hosted a couple of hours. Oh, my gosh. It was just like you never knew what the hour was going to turn out like. Mm-hmm. And that was always so exciting. You know, you would get uh, some beautiful interviews with guests and, and them sharing with Catholic, how Catholic radio has affected their lives. And it just, you know, it kind of makes me sit back and think, oh, my goodness, this is really why we do mm-hmm. the work we do, mm-hmm. to be able to talk to some of our family of Real Presence Radio listeners and how it impacts them. But then we would have huge $24,000 hours, you know, like with Father Tim Smith. And you're just like, what? You know, and so the listeners continue to amaze me. And I just, I was kind of glued to the radio for three days. Is there something that sticks out to you guys as the greatest fruit of Real Presence? Either somebody's comments, uh, a story, or just kind of a more broad thematically like what sticks out as the greatest fruit of real presence well for myself um you know we hear stories we even had one person call in who says you know i'm an episcopalian and i'm glued to catholic radio no way um yeah we've had uh, some callers actually wow. even this drive called in and said i've been away from the catholic church for 20 years and i'm returning now because of catholic radio uh, so you mean you have you have those you, I, I guess I would call those kind of the extreme cases um, where somebody's life has been absolutely flipped around because of stumbling across Real Presence Radio, but you also have you know all of us even myself this morning okay I was having a kind of a pity poor pity party <laughs> morning myself driving and driving into town and of course but as soon as I get in my vehicle Real Presence Radio comes on and I'm listening to Morning Glory and right away they're talking about how you know life can be tough. And things are difficult, but as Catholics and as Christians, we know that we have Christ, and we need to find joy even in the difficulties. So, you know, I guess it's from the the from the normal day, uh, normal difficulties to the extreme times in our lives where we're really struggling. We get to really journey with people uh, during those times and be a support for them, and we get to hear those stories and make a difference. And so. For me, I guess that's that's really just what kind of keeps me going. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you know, the 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 first thing that popped into my head when you asked the fruits question was you know talking with Kim Kovash when she was on during the live drive and how she lost her parents, and says the daily chaplet with us in honor of them and has her children mm-hmm. say it with her. Wow. And so it's you know that fifteen minutes, not even fifteen minutes of her life where she feels connected, mm-hmm. you know, with her family and she invites her children to join in with her. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, it's those little things that we can't see that are going on behind the scenes that is so important to these people. It makes it just all worth it. It's a profound honor to enter into someone's life in that way. You know, for me, the mo- most of the time when I'm listening, it's when I'm driving in the car, which I think is probably a lot of listeners. And for me, my car time is kind of it's kind of sacred. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like well, it's, it's an it's opportunity my, to get away from it all. Yeah, it's quiet. It's my it's it's prayerful for me usually. Otherwise, it's, you know, fun. It's what I, whether it's windows down and whatever. <laughs> like it's it's kind of an intimate part of my day that I utilize to be fed to whatever whatever I'm listening to. And what a profound honor uh, and a sacred thing for um, you to come through my radio and enter into my life in a profound way, whether you know it or not. You know, that's what I think is kind of amazing is, is it really is um, a, a place that you can touch somebody Absolutely. intimately. 
Beautiful. Well, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Executive Director Steve Slonskowski this morning, uh, kind of catching up on how the live drive went last week. I'm Heather Carroll, and my co-host this morning is Emily Leadham. Uh, Steve, so we had a, a pretty large goal for the live drive. How did we do? Yeah, so we had a goal of 600000 um, and that was kind of set. We, we set that a little high. Uh, the staff kind of had visited and said, you know, really, we really want to reach this time. We've had a, uh, a, couple of, uh, a couple of months, a tougher months this summer, and so we mm-hmm. needed to reach a little higher. Uh, we did not get to the $600,000 goal. And it just, you know, for everybody's knowledge, our live drives are not really just a three-day event. They are a month-long event, as, as many of our staff know. Uh, we spend three weeks preparing for the live drive, getting, uh, calling people and asking them if they'll consider a matching gift. So we have those matching dollars. Then we have the online portion or the on-air portion, which is really just three days. And then the week following, there are a lot of people who call in and say, oh, I missed the drive. Can I still pledge? And we say no. <laughs> no, we don't say that. Um, actually, we say yes, absolutely. So, sorry, so you missed it. Yeah, sorry. So we still have the week following the drive. Now, currently, as of this morning, I just did a, ran, ran a report. We've raised uh, five hundred and thirty-three thousand nine hundred and seventy-seven dollars. So just wow. just under five hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars we've raised. Uh, we really, for budget purposes, I really need to get to that five fifty point. Um, and I can tell you, I'm also yesterday running uh, the financials, and I ran a, a cash flow. Um, we can, I'm going to be pretty good here for a little while, but by the end of November, I'll be looking at about a $32,000 deficit. So that's, that's where that money comes in. Uh, we do these drives just to keep ourselves going here. And so, uh, between now and the end of November, I'm going to need about 32 grand. So you can, uh, you can still call in and pledge for the live drive. You can pray about it and get back to us in the future, but, uh, that's where we're at. That's the bottom line. This, this work is not it's not my work. It's not you know, any individual's work. It's, it's everyone. You know, we're all working together. It's the Lord's work in the end. He's the one yeah. who's doing it. And so he has people out there who are called to support this work of evangelization through Real Presence Radio. And mm-hmm. so we just we pray, we ask, and we wait. And so uh, we're waiting for your call. And you can certainly call at 877-795-0122. You can also pledge online at yourcatholicradiostation.com. Um, but I just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for all those who supported us, those who volunteered, um, to all of our staff who've worked very hard and continue to work very hard um, in, this, in this mission of evangelization. Um, it is really a group effort, and uh, we're thankful to the Lord for giving us the opportunity, as you said, Emily, to really enter into people's lives in that intimate way and journey with them. It is a, it is a great honor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely is well, and I think you know if if folks are listening and they and they hear that we still need you know seventy thousand dollars, that seems a little intimidating. But when you think about how large our family is with Real Presence Radio, it's really not that daunting. Yeah, there's I mean two point four million people potential in our coverage area. Um, obviously, about twenty five percent of them are Catholic, but we also know that it's not just Catholics who listen mm-hmm. to Real Presence Radio. And, uh, you know, really the church, Christ's church brings something for everyone. And I, on Morning Glory, they were talking this morning also about, you know, the bride that, the, the bride that, that really follows the, the times and tries to make everyone happy is, it ends up being a widow in the end, which is, you know, the church yeah. is the bride of Christ. We can't just follow the whims of the world. We have to stay solid. And, and that's what people are looking for. In our hearts, the, you know, written in our hearts is that natural law that we are really looking for the truth. Um, and so we need to be that cornerstone uh, that mm-hmm. stays faithful. And so the church is that, and we get to be the herald 
of that message. And so just <laughs> standing on the corner, <laughs> you know, with our yeah. literally with our radio stations, uh, hollering out, it's the truth is here. Joy yeah. is here. Happiness is here. Um, you know, pleasure, that's, that's passing. But real joy and real peace comes from knowing the truth and following it. And so... And that's uh, so attractive. You know, when I think about the ways in which I have encountered the Lord in my life, it was it was a it was a truth, um, but I found it so attractive, and it, and partly it's just how it's being presented, and mm. I think that's the beauty of the joy that you're talking about. Joy is really attractive to people; they want to enter in. It's like, what is what the heck is it about this that mm-hmm. that bring that stirs something? You know, we're not our hearts burning within us. Yeah. That keeps on coming to mind, that line from Scripture. It's in there somewhere. I don't know where. But we're not our hearts burning within us, you know? Like yes. when we hear the truth, when we hear the voice of God. So I just think that's so beautiful, Steve. Well, again, I want to thank all those who called in during our live drive and know that uh, if you missed the live drive, it's not over yet. We got You can still call in now. And uh, at any point when the Lord uh, prompts you to support this work, we thank you for that. And also, spread the word. There are so many souls that need to hear this message of hope. Um, that uh, we're here. So, Well, and Steve, we're going to actually take a quick break, and we're going to come back with you. We have more questions for you if you're ready for that. Sounds good. Okay, so coming up, we look forward to more time with you, Steve. And later, we'd like to hear about any questions that you might have on the Catholic faith during our Straight Talk segment. We're also coming to you live from the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House in Sioux Falls. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Emily Leadham. And you're tuned in to Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. So my job, not only do I get to work uh, with the young people, but also communicating to the faithful of this diocese. I work with the media. We work with our social media. We've got a good team here uh, that tries to reach out to, to bring the gospel. But with all of that, it's really been on our hearts to find ways to bring the gospel in new and fresh ways. And uh, when Real Presence Radio came to us in the Diocese of Winona and said, hey, we, we want this partnership. We want you to be a part of this family. I was very excited about that because the opportunity for people to, to listen in, not just in, in these little moments, but like a, a real connection to formation, to that accompaniment, that's what this, this offers, a new way to communicate with our people, to bring the gospel, just those moments to feel the grace and the love of, of Jesus Christ and, and to be encouraged. So this is a great opportunity for our diet. Uh, to really proclaim the gospel uh, to bring Jesus Christ to all those that we serve. Hey everybody, Steve Swanskowski here, Executive Director for Real Presence Radio. Thank you so much for calling in to our fall live drive last week to let you know we are really here to support you and we thank you for your support. Thank you for letting us serve you. If you didn't get a chance to call in during our live drive, you can still call at 877-795-0122. We did end up a little short of our goal, so thank you for your help and help us keep reaching souls by calling 877-795-0122 or go online and give at yourcatholicradiostation.com. Thank you and God bless you. 
Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Event Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Welcome back, folks. I'm Heather Caro. And I am Emily Leadham. And thank you for joining us this fine, beautiful morning on Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting this morning from the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House, which is a homeless shelter here in downtown Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And we are talking with... Executive Director Steve Sponskowski this morning, kind of getting an update on how our live drive last week went. Steve, you shared some awesome numbers. You had a goal of $600,000, and you came up at what, 534000 Yep, about that. I think that's amazing. Wow, people are so incredibly generous. I, I have a question for you, though. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking before the break just about getting people involved and in that you have you know 2.4 million people kind of in the listener area. Would you rather have one $600,000 donor, one donor that that made your goal, or would you rather have $600,001 donors? That's an easy question to answer because the answer is I would rather have small donors than large donors. Um, now, this does not, I don't want to discount those who are very generous at the higher level mm-hmm. um, because we are all called to give um, at the level the Lord you know, blesses us. And yes, so yeah. I'm very thankful for the $100,000 gifts that we receive periodically. I'm thankful for the $20,000 mm-hmm. gifts. And I'm also thankful for the $1 gifts. And we do literally get $1 gifts mm-hmm. um, in the mail. And I actually get the opportunity to open the mail sometimes here at the office. And I've, it's like Christmas time. Um, <laughs> and you get to open them up and you see these $1 uh, gifts that come in and $10 gifts. Because we know this. The faith life is all about relationship. Firstly, it's about our relationship with the Lord, and it's about our relationship with one another. And so we are not just, you know, trumpeting a message uh, uh, out there that, that doesn't mean anything. We're, we're trumpeting a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we really, here at Real Presence Radio, and I say it over and over again, it's about relationship, relationship, relationship. Uh, people do not care what you know until they know that you care. There's all sorts of phrases that mm. we can throw out there. But we want to have a relationship with those those of us. We're all journeying. We're all journeying, hopefully, towards eternal life. Um, and we want to really um, assist people on that journey. And while we assist others on that journey, we are being assisted by them. And so the more people that can be a part of this family, the more people that listen, the more souls we can touch, the more that support us through their prayer and their monetary support, the happier we are. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and just from a, a logical level, uh, the more diversity you have in your support, the more stable you are. If I have one donor who's propping up the whole network, well, guess what? If they change their mind or if they don't like something that we're doing, um, or if they say, hey, you know, the church needs to change her opinion so that we can... Now we're, in, well, now we're in a conundrum where all of our money is coming from one person, mm-hmm. and that's not where our board wants to be. So we've always been... Uh, we really want to be a grassroots organization, and it's that our support comes from the people. 
um, and those who uh, are really in love with Jesus Christ. And uh, so that's where we'll always be. From that standpoint, we will probably always struggle. You know, uh, the little people always struggle. And, uh, but you know what? Salvation is in the struggle. If life was easy and we didn't have to struggle, at least I know this for myself personally, when I'm doing well, I kind of tell the Lord, hey, you know, I'm good. You can go help somebody else. Um, I'll let you know when I need you again. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's just me, right? But when right. I'm struggling, no, I'm like, I'm, Lord, yeah, yeah. when I'm struggling, I'm like, Lord, don't go too far away. <laughs> you need to stay <laughs> close by because I need you. So I'm a better person. I'm a better Christian when I'm struggling, at least a little bit. And so I do believe that the Lord wants us to be in that struggle. Um, and, you know, I'll end with this. Mother Teresa, her, one of her very popular phrases is, we are not called to be successful, we're just called to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we want to be is faithful. Yeah, that's a good reminder, just to be faithful. So, Steve, thinking back at the last three days, highlight for you. The highlight for me was actually, so what I get to do is travel around during the, the live drive and visit with people. And just those conversations with yeah. people. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the line. I'm an, I'm an extrovert, but then I get run out of energy and I become an introvert. I'm like, oh, I've got to go hide for a little while um, <laughs> and be energized. And uh, so, th- so sometimes visiting with people can be a challenge for me, especially people I don't know really, really well. But the Lord has ins- kind of instilled in my heart that there is such a beauty in being able to, as you know, we've stated a few times here, is just being to journey with people on that, um, that really intimate level, especially in struggles. Mm. And so I guess I really enjoy having the conversations with people, listening to them, uh, learning about who they are and what they do. And then, it just in, in, in recent years, it just, I am just so um, excited to be able to be part of people's struggles in that they send in their prayer requests to us and to be able to journey with them through those struggles. And I'm, I'm just like moved by the fact that people will send in their prayer requests, we pray for them, and then they let us know how things are going. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow. I mean, they could just send in a prayer request and say, well, I hope they prayed for us, then, you know, blah, blah, blah. But no, they respond and say, thank you for the prayers, and guess what, Here's this, the, the surgery went really well, or this didn't go so well, so keep praying for us. And it's like, wow, wow, this is... This is amazing that I get to be a part of people's mm-hmm. lives in this very special way. And so I, I, I love the opportunity to pray for people. I just love that opportunity to stop and say a prayer. And uh, so, you know, maybe seem silly, but as, as this, this, the live drive is closing, we have all these invoices and we're writing handwritten notes on them. Mm-hmm. And I get my stack and I get to sit there and say a prayer for that person while I'm writing a handwritten note on their, thing, yeah. on their, yeah. on their invoice. Because... You know what? I get to think about them for that moment and say a prayer for them. So I guess the relationship that we get to have is what excites me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's exciting um, just because, you know, it's, you know, you talk about 2.4 million people and, you know, five states and 25 stations and all this other stuff. But really, when you get to the heart of the RPR family, we are very close-knitted and we do genuinely care about each other and our listeners and we do pray for our listeners and we do send out emails to each other like hey i just got off the phone with so and so and they're really struggling in this area and that area and that's what 
I think as you know, a Catholic family were called to do. Yeah, you named earlier on the, your favorite part of this, and, it, and the most important aspect is relationship. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if we're not in relationship with one another, and I think what both of you are articulating just so beautifully points to that reality that it is at the heart of it, relationship. It's not simply uh, proclaiming a gospel message, and that's it. It's it's actually entering into the lives. It's actually walking with. It's caring for. I, I just think that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, Steve, we're running out of time already this morning. Any last thoughts or words you'd like to part to the listeners before we let you go? No, I just want to say thank you. And uh, keep praying for us and know of our prayers for you. And uh, look forward to that uh, those times when we get to meet. And if I don't ever get to meet you, we'll, uh, we'll meet in heaven someday, hopefully. So Amen. probably purgatory first, but that's okay. We'll <laughs> Speak so, for thank yourself. You. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey. I'll meet you there for that one. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, thank thanks, you. Steve. Yep. All right, folks, it's time for another quick break, but get ready because Dr. Bergwald has arrived dun, in dun, the dun, house. See, in the house. We can say in the house because we're at the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House. He's, he's laughing, not in a good way. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it'll be time for Straight Talk. You can ask Dr. Chris Bergwald any questions that you might have on faith topics or even current events we will attempt to answer them so we're going to take a quick break when we come back we will have dr bergwald we'll be back in a minute live engaging and local this is real presence live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the real presence radio network Hey everybody, Steve Swanskowski here, Executive Director for Real Presence Radio. Thank you so much for calling in to our fall live drive last week to let you know we are really here to support you and we thank you for your support. Thank you for letting us serve you. If you didn't get a chance to call in during our live drive, you can still call at 877-795-0122. We did end up a little short of our goal, so thank you for your help and help us keep reaching souls by calling 877-795-0122 or go online and give at yourcatholicradiostation.com. Thank you and God bless you. If you're having a difficult day or need some support, log on to yourcatholicradiostation.com and click on prayer requests. From here, we invite you to send us your prayer needs so we can pray specifically for those intentions. And if you have time, scroll down on the homepage to personally pray for the needs of other members of the RPR family. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com and click on prayer requests. You can also send intentions to us from the main screen of our app. We're blessed to be able to join you in prayer. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Oh, good morning, folks. That signal, those phone number tappings... <laughs> <laughs> the phone, phone number, tapping. number tapping. What kind of phone are you using? <laughs> do, 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 do. That means it's time for Straight Talks, folks. It's a chance for you to call in with any questions that you might have on the faith. 877 is the call. The number to call if you have any questions for us. We or need you... to make that a jingle. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. 
All right, we'll work on it. We'll work work on on it. it. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So this morning, it's the reversal, Dr. Bergwald. Yes, Yes, I get to just saunter in. Saunter in and sit down. Oh, is that how I saunter? I do not saunter. I wish wish there was video for this. People could see how I imitate Mrs. No, you don't. No, you don't. But Dr. Bergwald, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and why you're our straight talk um, question answerer. That's the official title. That's straight talk question. Can answerer. we get a business card with that? yes? I'll, I'll the put straight that on talk my official answerer. Question answerer. Uh, Chris Bergwald. So um, I've been with the Diocese of Sioux Falls since 2002, Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization. I have a doctorate in theology, not medicine. So not to be medicine. clear, the questions I well, I have five kids, so I can answer some. I feel yeah. like you could do a lot. Some I could do some. So things. can we call you a theologian then? Yes, you can. <gasps> that sounds so cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Theologian so, Dr. Chris Bergwald yes. with us this morning. That's 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 right. You can renowned do that. theologian. That, well, I don't know. But that's let's not go that far. Men, so that's why. What is he renowned for? Is the question. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> uh, my well, my my dissertation was on concupiscence, the desire that we have to sin. So I'm an expert on sin. Classic. As, as I sit back. <laughs> as he sits back. And and <laughs> No, we all have that desire to sin, and that's that's what I wrote my dissertation on. How long was your dissertation? Uh, only about 150 pages. Only, not, not super, bad, not, not bad. Super. Good. Yeah. Night. How long did it take you? Uh, too long. Too long. Uh, well, the shorter than some, I guess, but it, that's a process. Shorter than some, longer than most. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know about longer than most, even. No, um, I'm, I'm messing 2, with you. Two thousand what? Uh, three years. Three years. Three years. Yep. Um, and can we go out and find it? Nope. It's not published? Uh, it's published if you want to buy a copy. Uh, I have them for $5. If you would like to in, buy in a copy. In the truck of my car. Uh. <laughs> wow. Folks. No, I did well. have a few copies. I did, you have to print like 50 of them and send some of them to your university. I studied in Rome. Oh, I think okay. Emily yep. knows mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I knew yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I studied in Rome, so I had to ship my dissertation to Rome. Tried Very to get it printed cool. while I was there, but that didn't work out because Rome isn't known for efficiency. Kinko's that's going to be brilliant postage. Huh? Well, folks, brutal uh, postage. Bit. A little bit. <laughs> well, folks. So that's why I'm here on Straight Talk because I'm a theologian. You're a not theologian. A medical doctor. I love it. So if you want to ask a question of our theologian this morning, the number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. We're I, on Facebook. Real yep. on the Real Presence. We're not. We're out on Facebook. Real Presence Radio. Real Presence Radio, the page. The page. You the can page. just send them a message. Yeah, you can send a, send message. a message. You can post something. People and figure it out somehow. I don't know, because we get the questions. We do. Yeah. We get quite a few questions from Facebook. And then, you know, and if you wanted to call in but not be on the radio, you can do that too. Our, our receptionist will just take your question and then we'll get it launched over here on our fancy computers. And there we go. And mm-hmm. I always like to tell folks... No question is too simple. Mm. Because there are sometimes a lot of basic <coughs> questions that people want to ask, but they feel silly. And so no question is too silly. Give us a call, 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions on Facebook. Now, I think Emily Leadham and I could keep Dr. Bergwald hopping by ourselves. I'm resisting the temptation. Is... Can you tell? Well, what do you, what is on your mind, Emily? All right, I've got a couple of questions. <laughs> Go. 
Okay. So... I wasn't expecting this, but go. Okay. While, while people are calling in, while people are submitting your messages and we're checking all of those lines, um, Pope Francis has been talking a lot about global warming. Yes. And I would like to just kind of get uh, your perspective on that. I think that for some Catholics, there's a bit of um, can, not even confusion, but um, yeah, just just kind of feeling like, okay, this is yes, this is an important topic, but also this, this, and this, yep. and this, and this, mm-hmm. and this. Yep. Um, just in a pa- this is maybe not so much a theological question, but even a pastoral question. Yep. How how can we as Catholics really engage in what the Holy Father is talking about, um, while at the same time not kind of becoming frustrated or feeling like, but he's not talking about maybe some of the other things yep. that that I or you or whomever would like to hear yep. about. So uh, several things. How long is this segment? Two hours. Two what? hours. Okay, yeah. good. So we'll use it all to. <laughs> <laughs> um, Several things actually are tied up with the question, Emily. First of all, Pope Francis, from very early on, has said his pontificate, he feels called to address a number of moral issues of our day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, certainly, like when it comes to the life issues, he's very clearly, very emphatically pro-life. Yes. He very yeah. clearly, very emphatically has condemned um, abortion for for the horrible thing that it is. And yet he's also said that I'm going to talk about other things mm-hmm. than abortion. And now there are some people who, who um, are frustrated by that because is it abortion the most serious moral issue of our time? And to that, I would probably, I personally would say, I do think it is the most serious moral question of the time. But with the Holy Father, I would probably agree that it's not the only moral issue of our yeah. time. So I think, and there are a lot of people who are, including the Holy Father, who are talking about the life issues. So one frustration that I hear is, he seems to be, isn't he majoring in the minors? Like, isn't global warming, presuming the validity of it and everything, um, isn't, isn't his, um, is it talking about global warming, like, like, again, majoring the minors when we have the life issues? And I think, I, 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 again, I'd say probably what I just did. He's very clear about what he believes and what the church teaches, which are the same thing. Um, abortion is, is a horrible thing to both the mother and, of course, the child. Uh, but also that he's going to talk about other moral issues of the day, as I, as I think he should. Yeah. So I think it's easy. At, so that's kind of maybe the first thing. I think it's easy for us to forget that while abortion is probably the most egregious moral issue of our time, there are others that we need to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Because we all, you know, so like I'm, I'm, I'm pro-life, but I'm mm-hmm. not out at Planned Parenthood Clinic in Sioux Falls every week with our, with our, or every month with our bishop praying. But I support that. But I realize there are other moral issues that we need to be addressing. Secondly, I think uh, the other thing that occurred to me, global warming um, is not a matter of faith and morals. So this is where some of the frustration comes is some people feel like the science isn't settled. And that's where you get into, okay, let's let scientists resolve that. But is the church speaking, is the Holy Father speaking prematurely on the issue? The reason it's coming up right now, by the way, there's the Synod on the Amazon, uh, which is about to begin in Rome because of all the pastoral moral issues um, affecting the Amazon, including... Um, apparently, the 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 shrinking de- the deforestation in the Amazon, and is that related to global warming? So that's why the Holy Father is talking about it lately. Mm. Do I have to accept everything the Holy Father <laughs> says about global warming? Like bottom line, this for me, Bergwald. Um, no, but you, we, because it's not a matter of faith and morals. But 
if he is our spiritual father, we should we should respect him and and listen to him prudently, even if the end, if even if in the end, um, you know, a lot of people uh, who seem to know the science um, question sort of, okay, is global warming? What exactly is going on? How bad is it? Or and or what's causing it? Maybe not as clear as some people would think. I don't know. I'm not that kind of a doctor. But when it comes to the Holy Father speaking to it, I think we can, uh, in a respectful way, disagree. Mm. Does that make sense? And yet maintain the Catholic social teaching of being good stewards of the Absolutely. earth. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. All right, folks, if you want to join in on the conversation or have a different question you'd like to ask Dr. Bergwall, now is the time, 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. I think I just want to say to, to wrap up that question, what Emily said just before you shared the number, um, Heather, Yes, we have to be good stewards. I mean, mm-hmm. even, even say, for the sake of argument, that global warming wasn't the issue that some people think it is, we're still called to be good stewards. We're not called to dominate the earth. We're called to have dominion, but to, to treat the earth as a gift, which is given to us, but as a gift, not something to just completely exploit. Mm. Well, and I always feel like, you know, we're such a huge family of of. Catholics, not just Catholics on this earth, but I feel like God tends to put certain things on our hearts that we're more passionate about. Because if we're all passionate about the same thing, then all these other things would be forgotten and lost. And so I think that, you know, you have to honor that and you have to really listen to what God is telling you, because I'm really passionate about certain issues, but other issues, yes, I don't disagree with them. I don't ignore them. I still support them. Yep. But does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, again, I think, and that's how it should be, without uh, forgetting that some issues are most serious yeah, or more serious than others. And yet that doesn't mean that we're all called to be equally um, focused on them. Right, right. All right, folks, 877 <clears throat> You can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So, Dr. Bergwald, yes, ma'am. I have a really tough question for you. <laughs> so, I have had the debate with uh, some folks on, you know, as we're talking about some major issues, um, is it okay to just be a one-issue voter? Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> Keep going. Right, well, you have to explain that for the listener. Some listeners might not know what you're talking about. Well, because I tend to look at um, anyone that would be pro-life, and because I think there's no other issue as large as that issue when it comes to electing an official. Mm-hmm. Um, when the problem of other things become as big as abortion, when other issues become as big as abortion, then I will consider voting for somebody else. But until then, I'm a pro-life voter. Thoughts on that? So um, usually this is brought up in the context of the life issues, particularly of abortion. Um, And, okay, I'll tell you my personal, like, uh, yeah, very personal. So the issue is the church doesn't specifically answer your question, Heather. The church doesn't specifically say, can you be a one-issue voter or not? So we have to, like, 
connect some dots here and what the church does teach. The church does teach, as, as I was saying just a moment ago in response to Emily's question, um, that there are some moral issues that are more serious than other. Like if I like just like poke you in the arm, like that's that's a violation of of your bodily integrity. Um, if I if I punch you in the face, that's a more serious um, uh, violation of your bodily integrity, right? So so one is worse than the other. Some things are worse than the other. Just trying to make a silly example sure. to make that that probably obvious point. Um, so some moral issues are more serious to, to the point where they would trump no pun intended, other issues. Um, for I, I think for me, like if, if I have two candidates, let, let's use another example. Uh, let's, let's say I have two candidates and one of them uh, is an outright sexist. He thinks that women should not have equal rights as men and da 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 But I love all his other policies. Right. Would I vote? Could I vote for him? Now, you would say, well, it depends who he's running against. <laughs> that's say. probably true, but uh, th- that's where you have to take their stance into account. I mean, it, what, what are they running against? How serious is the more error? So it usually comes up in the context of abortion. So mm-hmm. if you have a, a pro-life candidate running against a pro-abortion candidate, can I vote for the pro-abortion candidate? In my personal theological opinion, I don't know. How, unless the pro-life candidate was uh, was like a racist and a sexist and all the other ists. Like, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> so that was a... <laughs> so that wasn't a real clear answer, Dr. Bergwald. Well, and I think the church doesn't <laughs> offer one. So I actually, beautiful, I mean, beautiful job. It's, a, it's yeah. such a nuanced yeah. thing. It's, it's such hard. a nuanced thing. It's hard. Yeah, it, is. it is. It's hard. All right, folks, we do have someone on the line. If you'd like to join in on the conversation or if you want to change the subject, you can do that too. Give us a call, 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions on Facebook. So we're going to the phone line. Stefan is on in Minnesota. Stefan, are you with us? Yes. Hi, Stefan. Hi. What's your question? I was wondering. I was wondering if you could explain papal infallibility to me. Excellent. So, thank you, Stefan, for asking a question that is much easier for me to answer than <laughs> any of the two host questions today. Uh, yeah, let me give it a shot, and then um, you can let me know if you want me to clarify or elaborate on anything. Um, so, papal infallibility basically means that when it comes to matters of faith and morals, in certain circumstances, the Holy Father's teaching is without error. In other words, when he teaches something on a matter of faith, what we believe because it's been revealed to us by God, morals, what's right, what's wrong in human action, in certain circumstances, so when he's really teaching as the successor of Peter, as the universal shepherd of the church, and he's intending to make clear this is a definitive teaching, kind of if he has to say, pretty much like this is going to be a definitive statement on a matter of church teaching um then he is infallible which just means stefan that there's no error in what he says um so a couple things about infallibility isn't and and then we'll see how this sounds to you it doesn't mean that a pope was without sin that's one of the common misunderstandings are you saying popes are perfect no 
No, we're not saying popes are perfect. They, they're, 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 they're sinners just like all of us except for Jesus and Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they commit sin. Um, it also doesn't mean that everything a pope says is is necessarily infallible again it's only in certain conditions we should always respect what the holy father says again think of the 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 language of your father we should respect what he says but that doesn't mean that he's always um uh that we always regard it as infallible and then third it doesn't mean that it couldn't be put in a better way infallibility just means there's no error in what he says in those particular matters of faith and morals. The most recent example, Stefan, that I can think of where a pope spoke um, infallibly, like the, the two most common things that are offered was when Pius IX defined that Mary was conceived without sin in 1854. And then in 1950, about 100 years later, Pope Pius XII defined that Mary was assumed into heaven. Uh, so both of those are regarded by Catholics as infallible teachings, which just means that what what those two popes said is without error. Uh, does that make sense, Stefan? Yeah, it does. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Yeah. All right. Well, our phone number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. If you want to join in on the questions or um, any (laughs) things that we might have touched on that you want more information on, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So... Any other questions from you, Emily? Yes, I do have a question. I um, he this looks is scared. A, no, this is a, this is one um, <laughs> that I think will be really helpful. Actually, uh, I was talking to a friend recently who um, was sharing that she had been listening to a Protestant podcast in which this woman was sharing uh, her son, who was six, uh, coming into the body of Christ. Uh, that he came to her after one of their church services and says, you know. Mom, I'm ready. I'm ready to be a Christ follower. And so uh, he and she said, "Okay, today, do you want to do it here?" And he said, "No, I want to. I want to do it at home." And so she shared this beautiful story of going home with her six-year-old son and kind of walking through the Gospels, walking through uh, a, a chapter in Romans, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And for for my friend, it really stirred this question. That, that sounds beautiful. Why don't we do that in the church? You know, in the, in, in for Catholics, we uh, we baptize in infancy. Can you share? Can talk a little bit about that? So why don't we do what in particular was it they were talking about? I think I know what you're saying. The heart of the question is why do we baptize in infancy? Okay. And uh, why do we not do uh, kind of a walking through the chapter a chapter in Romans in on our couch at home uh, as a as our profession of faith? Right. So I would say it. it um, we could and maybe maybe should do the latter, uh, walking through. We totally could do that. Should do that with our child who we baptized when we were a baby. Mm. So the reason we baptize children um, is because we want to offer them this incredible gift that our father offers us. He wants us to be his children. Um, and he invites us into that relationship uh, before we're even able to make it just like so the three of us, obviously, like every other man, woman, and child in the, on the earth today, um, are the daughter or son of our parents. Mm-hmm. We didn't ask for the gift of life. It was given to us freely. 
So the gift of faith is given to us freely. What we choose to do with it, and this is where I think there would be value and merit in sort of a sit down on the couch and walking through. What we choose to do with, hopefully we embrace that gift when we come of age um, and we seek to grow in it. Um, just as hopefully we embrace the gift of life that we've been given and grow in our life, grow, have a fruitful, abundant life. Similarly with the gift of faith. It's given to us when we're a child. I am baptized because God wants me to become his child. But then what I do with that when I, maybe it's second grade. So my youngest, Mercedes, our youngest, um, is a second grader. She's going to make her first reconciliation on November 16th, Mm. who's counting, Um, (laughs) and then her first communion next spring. So this is a point now at what the church calls the age of reason, where she's beginning to make that choice for herself. And then most in our country, our diocese um, in Sioux Falls, but most of the diocese in the region, uh, junior high, high school, you're confirmed. And oftentimes at that point, well, confirmation isn't about making that adult choice, it's good to do that at that point. So we do have these, these um, they are, they're not rites of passage, but they're opportunities for us when we receive the sacraments to make those decisions at that stage in life. So we don't withhold baptism because we want our child to have this gift. Mm-hmm. But we, do, we should be encouraging them to, to embrace that gift as they get as they mature. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. Beautiful answer. Thanks. All right. Well, folks, there's still time to call in 877-795-0122. You can join us for straight talk. It runs every morning, Monday through Friday from nine 30 to 10, where you get an opportunity to call in with any questions that you might have. So it looks like we have a listener question that has been submitted with 40 days for life beginning today. How do we share the message that we are pro-life, not anti-choice? An abortion clinic post from Fargo calls the campaign 40 Days for Life anti-choice campaign on their Facebook page. Yeah, so, um, uh, okay, to use the terminology that the other side likes to use, abortion rights supporters have really, they, 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 oh, play with language really successfully. So they claim to be pro-choice now, and, and that we're anti-choice. Now, my, my response to that is, okay, uh, choice about what? Um, we're, it's not about, to me, it, I'm not anti-choice. I'm anti-abortion. I'm pro-life. Um, so I think we, we, we should you know, make, make be clear about that. Well, and I'm going to interrupt you because it looks like we have a listener that doesn't have much time but has a follow-up question on the pro-life issue. So we're going to go right to the listener on the phone. Are you with Thank us? Thank you so much. Yes. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm just really concerned because there's such a need to speak truth. Amen. And there is no way to equate a pro-life candidate as an option to somebody who is extremely sexist or racist. You, life trumps everything, and we do need to be speaking the truth about these hard issues, because people don't want to hear that. We have a clear choice. We either support the culture of life, we support the culture of death. And when we have an option, we have to. We are, we are responsible before God for the vote we cast. These are the people we are putting into office. It's incredibly important. It's not something to laugh about. 
it's very, very serious. We are at a crisis point in this culture. Do we support amen. life? Yes, amen. Or do we, we could not agree with you more. Absolutely. And I think we're, we're all sitting here nodding, yeah. nodding over here saying, yes, absolutely. That's the life issue, I think, is the critical issue of our day. And, and yeah, we are right over here with you. So thanks so much for calling in. Yeah, you're, you're preaching our gospel. We, we completely agree. The life okay, issue it is. It didn't come it. off that way. It sounded like there was like a judgment call on this. No, and yeah. When we stand before God, there's not a judgment yes. call. Thanks, thanks for calling back for clarification. Yeah, or pro, pro death. Yes, thank you so much for calling back for clarification on that. Because yes, absolutely, and and uh, yeah, Chris is raising his hand over here <laughs> saying, "I totally understand how that could have come off," and that's absolutely. the challenge of of uh, responding uh, live. But yeah, absolutely, we could not agree with you more. And the, and the church does offer such authority uh, regarding the pro life issue, and and yeah, we could not agree more. So thanks for calling back for clarification. You have an awesome day. And yeah, I was trying to. Thank just, you very much. Yeah, Thank so you. just following up with the answer, Heather had asked about being a one-issue voter, and on the abortion issue, like I said, I think that that it is the case. So I totally agree with the caller. Yeah, that's always a tough one. That's always a tough one, and it's uh, pretty black and white, really. Uh, well, I'd have a hard time imagining a situation scenario in which it weren't. Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that follow-up phone call. Listen, we are doing a straight talk right now, and we're running out of time. And so we're going to get back to um, that 40 Days for Life being more of an... Uh, yeah, so th- th- they make it... To say we're anti-choice, I'm, I'm not anti-choice. I'm pro-life. I, I, do I think that there should be a right to choose abortion? No. Just lo- like I don't think there should be a right to do anything that, that hurts another person. Right. Um, we shouldn't have the, I, I shouldn't have the right to do physical harm or violence to anybody. Right. So does that make me anti-choice in that sense? Yes. Chris, yes. can you talk a little bit about just just our persona, our um, attitude towards the conversation, right. and how that right. might? Uh, do you know what I'm saying? That how so. that might adjust or or help convey what it really means to be pro life and not anti choice. So I or, or, I, uh, I think yeah. so I think uh, and and I think what we have to do is show how something like the, the choice for life. Um, is a choice for joy, for happiness. How do we come across? How do we come across when we're conveying the pro-life message? Um, is, is it, are we communicating lives of abundance, of joy, of happiness, that our message is a message of fulfillment, of flourishing? Or are we dour? I think, what, what's going mm. to be attractive? You know, if, if, like a bridge or an obstacle, yeah, you mean? Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so like if, if, I, if, I, if I see the truth, okay. St. Francis de Sales said that, that honey attracts more flies than vinegar. Mm-hmm. So if I have a truth that I want you to know, and I communicate it in a way that repels you, have I succeeded? No. But I preached the truth. But, but were you heard? But I did it in a way that pushed you further away from the truth. Yeah. As opposed to, <clears throat> did I preach? Did I did I did I proclaim the truth in a way that was winsome and attractive to you? I think the way it's not just enough to say the truth; it's how we say the truth. Do we say it in a way that's attractive and winsome? Bishop Barron uses that word all the time, winsome, and winsome. I love it. Or do we say it in a way that's dour, and frankly turns people off? Mm. If we want to be effective, if we want to be fruitful, we have to not only proclaim the truth, but do so in a way where it's most likely to be heard. 
I can't always control that. I mean, look at what happened to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. But 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 do I do everything I can so that they hear what I say? And that that's a really mm-hmm. tough. That's a really tough thing when you're talking about such a horrible topic as abortion. Right. Amen. It's it's really hard to get there, and I think we all just have to keep praying about it. Yep. Many, many, many women, I think, choose abortion out of fear. And I think if we can start to combat the fear, yeah. we can start to combat Amen. the enemy. Amen. You know, fear, fear is the enemy's playground. Absolutely. He's good at that, isn't mm, he? Doggone it. What a punk. What a punk. All right, folks. Well, we're, all, we're done with straight talk. Done with straight talk. It, you made it. You made it. That was a tough straight talk, but, you know. It was a fun straight talk. It was a fun straight talk. Thanks to all who called in with your questions. Reminder, we do this every Monday through Friday at 930. Coming up next, we look forward to hearing who nominated Honor Our Fathers. And later in the show, we get ready for fun events for the whole family. We'll be right back.